To what's this Dao all about? A lighthearted look at Taoism featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn what's this Dao all about. And welcome back to What's This Dow About? My name is Todd Andrew Perry, and I am here in my studio in Long Beach, California, social distancing from my good friend, Dr. <laughs> Carl Totten in North Hollywood. Yes, I am Carl Allen Totten <laughs> at the Dallas Institute in North Hollywood. Happy to be here. Well, uh, once again, we are uh, social distancing because in America we are a bunch of children. Uh, in this country who can't get their act together, and the COVID is now worse than ever. Uh, something I didn't think I'd be able to say at this point, uh, back in, you know, when everything started happening in March or whatever. But here we are, and the weird thing is, somebody 10 years in the future right now is listening back to this show going, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. You know? <laughs> and you know, we were allowed to open reopen about two weeks ago we were two weeks ago this sunday we were scheduled to reopen you know my tai chi class and so on on sunday and then the big surge happened and they shut us back down so we've been closed since march oh geez just uh, fortunately we have zoom classes so the classes have continued i have a gigantic uh, vimeo video library that people can subscribe to I have. Uh, oh, that's kinda... at DaoistInstitute.com. That's right. That's right. Yes. And I have a store at that website where I sell uh, DVDs where people can learn things like Tai Chi and Qigong uh, by purchasing a DVD. Oh, that's cool. I mean, there's probably people who are stuck in the house right now that are like, uh, what can I do with my time? You exactly. Know? Uh, I've been fortunate, and I, I I've tried to basically say, okay, if I'm going to be in the house all the time, I, hopefully I can come out of this having done something. So I've been I've been trying to read a lot, and that's been my thing to make to to make all this feel worthwhile, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that and spending time with my child, you know, that's uh, always valuable. But um, so we are back, and uh, so happy to be able to. Sp- be spending time with you, the listening audience. Um, it's you guys are the best, by the way. When it comes to, we've been doing. You know, we ask people for donations on the show to you know keep things going and pay the bills a bit. And uh, you guys have been more than generous, especially during lockdown. So we thank you very much. And anybody out there that wants to uh, get an uh, episode that we never released called uh, "Finding Talents" in chapters forty-two and fifty-three as well as three guided meditations by Dr. Totten, uh, which are fantastic. They teach you how to get to the sacred space of the heart. Uh, you can uh, you can get those. Just come to our website, whatsisdow.com, and uh, hit, hit the donation button right there. And uh, I'll usually send them out within about six hours. Uh, people get them. 
And, uh, yeah, people have been wonderfully generous. So everybody out there, thank you so much that has contributed. Um, and those of you who haven't, don't feel shamed. Uh, this is a free service we're doing for everybody. Uh, Dr. Totten always says, this is a public service we do. That's right. <laughs> and those uh, guided meditations, by the way, that are on uh, uh, the website that people can donate and, and receive, uh, you know, each one is about half an hour or longer, and they're very powerful. You know, yes. they, they are uh, progressive relaxation of the body, uh, guided visualization for the mind, and then finally a guided tour right into the sacred space of the heart where one can actually become really in touch with the great Tao and uh, really move into an altered state in a, almost a different dimensional space. It's really powerful. So that, I think, has helped a lot of people during all that's going on in the world today. So uh, our, our first topic today is something that comes uh, pretty much from my own heart. Uh, I was getting ready to work the other morning, and I've, I've worked from home for years, but uh, I was getting ready to work, and I was sitting in front of the computer, and it was 9 in the morning, and I was like, uh. <laughs> and um, I think that's a feeling a lot of people get every morning these days, given the COVID going on. Um, if you live in America, there's a whole bunch of uh, civil unrest going on where there's protest for, you know, social justice, which is obviously a good thing. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's uh, violence happening and there's, you know, police shooting bullet, you know, the rubber bullets at people and tear gas and all that's very kind of distressing. And it's just kind of it kind of infiltrates everything and it sets this mood. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, you have the covid. And then on top of that, you have an election going on, which makes everybody wacky, which makes it basically like impossible. Excuse me. Burp. Uh, makes it impossible to log into Facebook <laughs> and see people <laughs> screaming at each other about everything. So I don't you know, know. You know, you know, I, I was at a car wash uh, last week, and some woman, uh, you know, drove in, and I guess she didn't want to wear a mask, <laughs> oh, and geez. so she started screaming at the top of her lungs at everybody about uh, you know this imposition of her having to wear a mask in the car wash. I oh. mean, for like a minute, she just sat there in her car screaming at the top of her voice, hurling insults and obscenities. It was. Um, it, it definitely took some practice to remain calm and centered. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I imagine because, you know, uh, as a kung fu master, you have the ability to uh, put that situation at rest in a moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to put my mind at rest <laughs> because this woman just completely lost it. <laughs> you know, I... I think the interesting thing is, you know, er, er, everything has its pluses and minuses. And American people, I think one of the greatest things about the kind of nat uh, national character of Americans, and I think people who live in other countries will attest to this, is that we're kind of, we're individualists. We're kind of rugged individualists all in our own way. And I think that has led to many great things. You know, like, you don't get SpaceX and Elon Musk without a culture that pushes for that right mm -hmm. but at, at the same way there's a negative aspect to that and you have like entitled idiots that just won't wear a mask right <laughs> so it's a plus and minus it's like yes <laughs> this attitude gets you to the moon but it also means you know you can't get people just to do something simple for everybody's <laughs> health you know but so you know again 
everybody's, uh, I, I'd say, kind of at wit's end um, with all of this. And so I thought, wow, I have the greatest resource in the world for helping people get through situations like this, and that's Dr. Carl Totten. So, Dr. <laughs> Carl Totten, how do we kind of reset and recharge our batteries, given all just the exhaustion of what's going on in the world today, and especially anybody listening who's an American? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, one of my specialties in psychology is uh, teaching self-care. And uh, just recently, I, an organization that I'm actually on the uh, board of directors um, and it's feel, it's a kind of a, a self-care and educational and kind of a social work type of organization. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, caregivers involved, you know, people who are teachers or and other type of, uh, you know, they take, and people taking care of children and families mm-hmm. and organizations. And they asked me to actually go on, on uh, Zoom and do a, a live self-care seminar. Well, is there a video of this available that people can watch? I don't know if they record. They probably recorded it, but I don't know if it's just for that organization or not. I'll I'll, I'll find out because it would be that's a really uh, nice one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, all of the things that I uh, went over and taught them, um, I'm going to talk about some of those right now, actually, and um, all of you know. There's, there's a handout that we have. On, you know, that I have submitted before to you, and I think it might be already up on the website, you know, about, you know, the self-care uh, handout. Uh, well, and, I, have, uh, I have the, um, the, uh, the gong is up on, we now have a resources page at whatsthisdow.com, and you just click on that, and it ha- you can download for free, obviously, the uh, 10-day gong that we talked about on the show, and now you have the self-care information. So I'm going to put that also mm-hmm. on the resources page. So you, everybody can go there and look at that. And uh, Yeah. I think there's also a link there for a YouTube presentation of me teaching about a half-hour uh, meditation and Chinese yoga practice, So uh, or uh, qigong practice. So that's another thing that people can go to and just... Uh, every day, if they want, just kind of go through an entire series of kind of meditative exercises, uh, you know, with me. Yeah, yeah. There's a link on the resources page that then links to that on your website. So just great. to just to make great. everything clear. Um, but yeah, our resources page is a great spot for people to go. And there's tons of book recommendations on there yes. for people uh, reading as well. Continue. So, you know, so in terms of self-care, you know, all of us are creatures of habit. It's part of being human. What we have been doing, we tend to continue doing because we identify with it. And we have internal patterns and external behaviors, which after a time become conditioned responses. And our conditioned responses are obviously influenced by what's going on in our current world, whether that's our family, our community, our city, our nation, or our world. <laughs> and with the world experiencing this pandemic to an extent that hasn't happened in about 100 years, you know, there's a lot of stress and tension out there. And there's a lot of loss because we've all kind of lost our regular pattern of life and living that we were accustomed to. And that leaves everybody feeling very unsettled, very ungrounded, very uh, unrooted, very uncentered. Yeah, rudderless. Rudderless, yes, very much so. And as a result, you know, there's a there's a sense of um, 
of uh, trauma uh, because when those types of things happen, all, you know, it's kind of like we're all experiencing a sense of loss and emotional trauma right now. And so the only real way to change is to change our trajectory, to change our habits. And then after a time, without effort, what the Chinese call Wu Wei, <laughs> we simply become that which we practice because that moves us along with what has now become a new natural for us. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Book of Five Rings by the noted uh, samurai poet uh, Miyamoto Musashi, he says, the way is in the training. Oh. So by practicing or training, we discover our way is that aligns with the way of nature, with the way of the Tao. Wow. And it takes attention, you know, to each of our aspects, you know, the mind, the body, the emotions, our energy, and our spirit. And so I've come up with a number of things. I mean, they're literally hundreds, but I, you know, I picked, uh, you know, about half a dozen or so that really quickly change one's state. If particularly if one is experiencing, you know, some of that trauma, that loss, that grief, that stress, really, and we're all triggered and into that, um, you know, stress response, you know, the fight or flight response, yeah, and that burns us out <laughs> really quickly, <laughs> you know, and it, you know, and it lead, and when and when that begins to become activated for too long a period of time then particularly when there's nothing we can do about it <laughs> right. or we don't think there's anything we can do about it, then what happens is the worst thing, our immune system becomes weaker. And what's the number one thing that everybody, all the health experts are saying is important to do to avoid coming down with the virus? Oh, yeah. Strong immune system, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> because those that seem to have a strong immune system, you know, they might have symptoms of a cold or something for a couple of days or nothing at all, whereas those who have either pre-existing underlying health conditions or a weakened or depressed immune system become extremely ill, wind up in the hospital, or don't even make it. And yeah. so these uh, exercises, I think, are a fantastic way to strengthen our, our mind, our spirit, using guided imagery, using deep breathing, using kind of reframing the narrative so that each of us has the capacity, really the power, to change how we're thinking and feeling. And if we can do that, and often it only takes seconds if you have the right tools, uh, that's a really powerful way to feel that we're no longer helpless because the worst thing is to feel helpless and hopeless. Because yeah. at that point, yeah, 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 well, talk about trauma. <laughs> that's as bad as it gets. Yeah, you know, that's one thing that personally I kind of came to a point where I'm like, well, I have no control over this situation whatsoever. I have no control over the spread of a virus. I can't stop that. You know, I have no control over what the government does, positive or negative, um, to help abate it or exacerbate it, right? Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, whether I can go get a haircut, you know, just the simple things, or whether I can just go to my local bar where I like the bartender and we hang out and have a beer and listen to music, you know? Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my attitude has been, well, I can't control any of it, so I'm almost just going to not engage with it or or pay attention. You know, that's kind of – I don't know whether – that's a healthy attitude or not. It's like, well, it's out of my hands. 
I'm just going to focus on reading books and doing you know what mm-hmm. I can do. Right. Well, the, exactly. The thing to focus on is you. Since we can't control all of these outside factors, the one thing that we can control, if we're lucky, <laughs> is mm-hmm. ourselves. And so, one of the, so basically, out there in the world and in our lives, there's a lot of negativity essentially going on, mm-hmm. you know, with the virus, with, with political and social unrest, with politics. Uh, you know, essentially, the world is saying, no, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no, no, th- not this, not that. You can't do this. You can't go there. You can't. Everything has changed. N- everything is negative. No, 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 no. So. Uh, I I never forgot when I was in graduate school many years ago, the teacher came in, uh, I think one of the first days of the semester, and did a little experiment with all of us. And I think I'll do that with all of us right now. So have everybody just close, wherever you are around the world, just close your eyes for a few seconds and just listen to what I'm about to say. Ready? No. 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 No, no. Okay, let that go. Let's try something else. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, open your eyes. Did you notice a difference? Yes, (laughs) yes, 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 yes. And how simple is that? That's called a yes set. You simply sit down and say yes. And, you know, psychological research has shown that a lot of the verbalizations from parents to their children involve some version of no. A lot of uh, the, the verbalizations from teachers to children to students involve some variation of no. A lot mm-hmm. of things at work and corporate America involve Oh, you know, you're not, you're not on time. Oh, you need this need you need to get this better. Uh, you, you need to improve. You know, you know, there, there's this negative tone out there, kind of in many situations in life. And so, if we can just stop for ten seconds and just say yes, mm. it really helps our our mind and our spirit. So now, it's kind of like if uh, someone's sitting there and there's a whole bunch of no going on. You can't do this. You can't do that. Um, kind of begin to think about the things you can do, the things that are open to you and maybe things you weren't doing previously. Exactly. And that's where actually a lot of uh, uh, creative kind of visualization comes into place. You know, if, you know, right now, you know, we, there's a lot of places we can't go. Sometimes, you know, they won't let even people go to the beaches or the parks or, you know, in nature. You know, they shut down a lot of those trails. So what we should do is simply... After saying yes to yourself, <laughs> what you do is you close your eyes and you image the most beautiful place that you know of in nature. It might be the mountains. It might be a forest. It might be the ocean or by a river or a lake. Uh, you know, who knows? You know, any place. It might be a place you've been to before on a vacation or something or a place you just like to go and hang out. Or it might be a place you've seen in, you know, National Geographic or on travel programs, but someplace absolutely beautiful. And what you do is you imagine yourself actually there. You feel the wind on your skin and the sun in your hair and you smell the flowers, listen to the birds chirping, hear the waterfall or the, the, the ocean waves, you know, whatever is there, you immerse yourself in that 
thought field. And you I, know what? Your brain doesn't know the difference. It is going to react as if you were actually there. I, I, in my mind, I go to Kauai. I, that's beautiful. Yes. That's, that, yeah. Going to Hawaii <laughs> is always good. <laughs> you know, it's the <laughs> one thing that isn't a letdown. You know, like Hawaii is really hyped. You know, like everyone's like, oh, Hawaii is the best and everything. And before I ever went to Hawaii, I was like, oh, it's got to be disappointing given all the hype around Hawaii. And it's like, nope, Hawaii totally delivers. Hawaii <laughs> really is that good. And so in a matter of seconds, we can all be in Hawaii. You know, you said Kauai, Maui, you know, wherever you want to be. And, and, and then while you're there, you just soak up the ambiance, you know, the feeling of being there. And what you're really doing is giving your mind and body and emotions a booster shot. You're strengthening your system so that when you finish this little you know, self-guided meditation and go back out there in the world and you're dealing with, you know, your family or, you know, traffic or the boss or, you know, whatever, or the news, politics, you know, whatever it is, you are going to be in, in an enhanced position so that it kind of like like water off a duck's back. It's just going to kind of roll off of you because you've actually strengthened your system. You know, I often say that stress is like a barrel. Your body's the barrel, and stress is like a water inside, and it's filled up the barrel to overflowing. That overflow is called symptoms, physical symptoms of stress and tension, psychological symptoms of anxiety, depression, irritation, annoyance, jealousy, on and on and on, you know. So if you can't completely empty the barrel, and we can't because there's no way to get away from a lot of those things, what we have to do is strengthen the system, our, our body, our mind, and our spirits, and our energy, so that it can contain what's inside of it better. Mm. And doing that little guided meditation, of course, is another great way to do that. Now, if in spite of all that, you still start to get some annoying thoughts or even physical sensations, imagine that you can place those thoughts or physical sensations in a bubble. And then in your mind's eye, you see all that irritation or pain or annoyance, whatever it is, floating up in the air. And then you watch the bubble just go pop and everything just dissipates. <laughs> and then you kind of scan your body and mind again. Anything else that's bothering you, put it in a bubble. Watch that bubble go up and then just go pop and dissipate. Mm. And this is a way to kind of take whatever is going on inside of you that's annoying or troubling or interfering with your day, with your life, to just kind of imagine it just floating up in the air and popping <laughs> like a bubble and going away. <laughs> uh. that's, that's another great one. A, a lot of these things are ag actually from cognitive behavioral psychology. And these are like skills that therapists teach patients or clients who have a difficult time dealing with situations on a day-by-day -day basis. And, but we all have a brain and the, the brain is a, a true double-edged sword. You know, our brain can really help us, you know, oh. by doing some of these things. Or, as I'm sure all of us know, our brains can really be a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, 
But if we have the ability, the knowledge, and the capacity to change what we're thinking and feeling, again, we feel like we have more control, we have more of a, a sense of uh, self and self-efficacy where we feel that we can actually change our state to be more positive, and therefore we can then a- achieve and attain the goals that we set for ourselves. Um, another one, I guess, particularly for those out in the audience you know, who sometimes have uh, patterns of negative thinking, you know, you know, just, you know, we, people, many people kind of ruminate and have this negative script playing in their mind during the day or particularly at night when they're trying to sleep. Some people can't sleep for hours because they have this negative ruminations running through their brain. Well, that's part of the, what's it, the default, what's that called, the, the DMN or whatever, the, um, the kind of lower part of the brain uh, that you fall into where all those ruminations mm-hmm. take place. And then if you meditate a whole bunch, I've read studies on this, you, you get out of that. More of your consciousness is in the kind of the higher orders of the brain. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a lower order of the brain, yes. correct? Yes. When people are under stress, the higher cognitive centers, the prefrontal cortex, literally gets disconnected. And instead, we retreat into the rat brain, the reptilian brain, <laughs> uh, you know, which is dealing with fight or flight. You know, it feels like it's under attack and it just wants to either fight back or run or freeze, you know. But fighting, running, and freezing is probably not the the way we want to live our life every day. And that takes a a big toll on the system. So there's another cognitive behavioral uh, tool called thought stopping. So what you do, you notice, you you kind of tune in and you notice that you have this train of negative thinking going on. And then as loud as you can, you scream silently in your brain, Stop! (laughs) And instantly, the thought chain will momentarily cease. And then you can use some of these other skills, like, you know, changing how your patterns of thought, substituting positive thoughts for negative ones, uh, rational, you know, disputing things that really you know aren't true, uh, sending things away in the bubble, uh, doing that yes set, uh, putting yourself in, in on Kauai, you know, whatever else you might want to do to change that chronic, uh, continuous negative thought pattern. Once you've stopped the thought for a moment, now you can actually do that. You know. Nice. Uh, another one that the Chinese use in Chinese uh, medicine and in uh, Qigong is called the inner smile. Mm. What you do, you imagine you have x-ray vision and you, you can kind of scan inside your body, and you can imagine you can see your heart, your lungs, your liver, your spleen, your kidney, your stomach, your intestines, your gallbladder, and so on, pancreas. And in your mind's eye, you put little happy, smiley faces on each one of those internal organs, you know. Pretty soon, you're going to find yourself just chuckling inside, right. and all that tension and stress begins to dissolve. And then from your organs, you can put those smiles go anywhere you need them. Your bones, your muscles, your nerves, your tendons, your joints, your ligaments, really every cell in your body. You just put a smiley, happy face on them. And, and then just notice how your body begins to feel. Because the body and mind are intimately connected. And what's going in the body affects the mind. What's going on in the mind affects the body. And if you can establish this interactive loop where you can get your body to be feeling the sense of P, 
peace and acceptance and happiness and your mind at the, also on the same page uh, this little very simple guided meditation is an incredible way to affect not only your mental and emotional health but even your physical health mm. uh, people will find that they, they rarely get sick and if they do get sick it's very mild and they recover very quickly because you know the body tends to follow the mind most mm. people don't realize that and all that negative thinking that they think and they see and they experience in the world consciously and unconsciously by the way guess what the body is doing with all of that negative input it's keeping, it's holding it in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then people wonder, oh, why do I have high blood pressure? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, why are my uh, uh, kidneys failing <laughs> over time? You know, why am I getting arthritis and this, that, and the other, or worse? You know, wh wh why is my body basically breaking down? Well, after years and years of assault, again, uh, consciously and unconsciously, you know, it, it begins to break down, particularly if people have already established genetic patterns that they inherited that make them susceptible to breaking down. And so all of these skills are ways that people can begin to, through daily practice, have just a few minutes of meditation to guide themselves into a more calm, nurturing, productive, serene state of mind. Um. You know, it's interesting that this this whole health crisis has made me kind of so conscious of again the interconnectedness between people. You know, a virus is the perfect <laughs> explanation, right? Mm -hmm. You know, starts in China, comes all the way out. Now it's it's in Long Beach, right? It's <laughs> it's in my neighborhood. It's yes. in your neighborhood. Uh, that and then also, but because of that. Uh, you know, and you know, wearing a mask, washing your hands all the time. The funny thing is that actually I have not been sick at all in in four months. You know, and I'm somebody I have bad allergies. Um, all that has gone away just because washing my hands, wearing a mask, mm -hmm. um, makes me hyper conscious of of that. And I think in a certain way that's kind of a bad thing because I think it's everybody once this ends is going to be have a little bit of OCD in them. Yes. Like it's like, "Oh my god, I'm touching somebody." I don't think that's going to go away. You know, and we'll have to like deprogram. It's like I'll be I'll watch like um you know, documentary on something or whatever on TV, or I'll be watching like an old concert, and I'm like, "Look at all those people next to each other! Like, <laughs> separate! What are you doing? You're all gonna die!" You know? <laughs> yes, we're we're all gonna have to deprogram ourselves. That's for sure. Uh, I wonder how long it took in the last big bad pandemic, nineteen what eight was eighteen nineteen. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how long it took for people to get back to a sense of uh, normality because they were going through the same things. Everybody distancing, wearing masks, washing uh, hands and all that. Um, and th I know that went on for a year or two, probably a couple of years. And so yeah. hopefully at some point we'll all be back. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like uh, during the Great Depression, people who lived through that have a different mentality. You know, they call it like the depression mentality that people – because they went without for so long, they devel mm -hmm. developed certain survival techniques, and they yes. continued them for the rest of their lives, yes. you know, and kind of live with an attitude of scarcity in a weird way. Um, 
that maybe they didn't need to carry on that far into the future, but also a, 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 it was a benefit because they were more frugal and understood what was important. Mm-hmm. Also, resilience is definitely a protective factor. And, you know, we need to build in more resilience. And, and there's another attitude that's important is acceptance. You know, it's important to accept that you're not perfect and you don't have to be. Just accept yourself and others exactly as you are right now. Just kind of be here now and let go of a lot of those expectations and we take a lot of the pressure off of ourselves and we can then find our own natural internal rhythm uh, better and we're then in a position to do what really helps I think the most which is to have an attitude of gratitude for what we do have Mm -hmm. being grateful and and then sharing with others you know learning how to share what we have with other people. I always recommend that people volunteer. There's plenty of volunteer opportunities all around everywhere. And when you just selflessly help others who are less fortunate than oneself, uh, that's an amazing feeling that's hard to top. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, also part of that gratitude is extending it to others personally, like, you know, accepting ourselves and our flaws, just getting through things and also... I think uh, a reason that my wife and I, you know, we're, we're stuck in the house together, you know, 24-7 since <laughs> March. At a certain point, you know, uh, you know, I was telling my wife, I said, look, I could be stuck here with Natalie Portman for four months. And, I think- and that, that reminds me of something, you know, couples or, or family members, any, anyone who's kind of quarantined together, uh, it's important to kind of to have some routines because that establishes you know, patterns of order that we can, you know, return to. But at the same time, you need to break it up sometimes, too. You know, so you can have some creativity, some innovation, some change in routine uh, because, uh, you know, that gets old after a while. (laughs) And then when it gets old, we start to become annoyed with whoever's around. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I think a reason why I don't think my wife and I haven't gone completely crazy because, like, we... It's a, the old Hunter S. Thompson line. It's like, give, give them a wide berth. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, I know you're going through a tough time. I'm going through a tough time. Let's, let's, let's fight against the world and not, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're in this together. We're in this together. Exactly. I, I accept the fact that you're not feeling too great today. And, you know, and, and also, you know, I have my days where I'm not so great either. Uh, either. I think as in psychotherapy, one of the things that, uh, we you know we do that. The, I think the most helpful sometimes is just holding space for people, because often at work or at home, you know, people have the expectations and they don't allow people to just be where and who they are at that moment, and therefore they start to become very judgmental, self-critical, and they start to feel a lot of shame and guilt and doubt and so on. And I think that one of the gifts of psychotherapy is that the therapist has been trained to just hold space so that a person can really move into the process of just being and becoming, you know, who they truly are. And I think that's a real gift. 